Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. You're listening to DraftKings Network. I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow. Who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. What uh, what kind of hostile looking motherfucking uh, dungeon are you in right now, Dallas? I'm I'm in my I'm I'm in the 209, baby, back in the hood. Yeah, no, we know. Yeah, I saw Joey's <laughs> video. We saw how much of a piece of shit the 209 is in Joey's new wow. video, which is an absolute hit piece on Dallas Braden. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out on Baseball Doesn't Exist. I think you did a phenomenal job. You cried, didn't you, Dallas? Didn't you? No, I did not cry. Uh, that's yeah, not did. what my sources are telling me. <laughs> Joe, yeah. Wow, Joe, is this how it goes? <laughs> yeah, this- <laughs> I'm not the source. I wasn't the source. I wasn't the source. <laughs> I wasn't the source. You're the only fucking guy there. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't cry in the interview. You cried watching it first time. Dallas watched it. He cried. Oh uh, yeah. Well, that's- you know my yeah. <laughs> My my wife watched it too. She loved. It. She enjoyed it. She just yeah. she just turned back at me and looked looked at me and just shook her head at the end of it. it was just like, oh. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, uh, I, I I didn't need you ruining my my reputation, Joe. Appreciate that though. No problem. No problem. We were all in it. It was about all of us. It was a video about us. It was a story. Even of Jake. Us. I had to go in and I forgot to put Jake and I felt bad. I put Jake in and that took. A lot of fucking time. My computer was breaking, but you know I love Jake, so I had to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So we're a fa- we're a family here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have uh, what have the responses been like, Joseph? Very positive response. Yeah, people did love you, people love the story. Did you hear from I, the mayor I, of Stockton? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Dallas what's, is the mayor of Stockton. That's what's hilarious. True. That's a trick question. What's what's hilarious? My uh, my pitching coach from. Junior college texts me. Uh, he just texted me the video, the link, and was like, "Yo," he was like, "One of my ex players sent me this from this dude he watches on YouTube." He was like, "This is he's like this is great. This is a good job. This dude did a good job. Do you know this guy?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do. I do a fucking podcast. <laughs> do you know this guy?" guy. <laughs> <laughs> you have the whole video. I'm with you in the video talking to you. <laughs> well, I mean, he, you know, he, he's still just like, "How'd you know? Like, does this fool know you? Like, how, how did you know?" And I was like, no, yeah, yeah, I, I know we, uh, we hang out frequently on the internet together. Yeah. I mean, and the, the but video the, is was, great. I mean, I, I knew Stockton was a dump, but I, it really opened my eyes to just how much of a dump it really well, is. It's, and it's not that the, the know, odds being so up against you ever making it, not just, it's a decent not just place to the to big leagues, family. but like to high school i mean the fact that the fact that you even made it to high school is a miracle in and of itself and then the the 
the extra length that you had to go to make it to a college that people have heard of that like if, if the story just ended with dallas making it to texas tech that's a movie but then the dude makes it to the big leagues which is uh i mean i would love to know i would love to have a mathematician break down the odds of dallas making it to the big leagues from where he started it was uh it should be a movie it should be a movie um I don't know that now's the time to pursue the script just because of the uh, the writer's strike. I There's feel like a strike. We get a really shady right think, script. Yeah. 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 We need to wait a little while so that we can do the story justice. Um, I mean, if <laughs> like Liver King being <laughs> Dallas Braden in the movie <laughs> wow. is really the only option. I and mean, that's a compliment. He's jacked. He's jacked. Yeah, uh, I, I just don't <laughs> <laughs> Liver King as Dallas I need to see Braden. his athletic prowess. I mean, can he throw a baseball? Can he? He's got to be able to represent that at least. He doesn't have it's to really throw it hard. More, I'm not even really asking him to look. throw it hard. Yeah, we need the the Dallas Braden aesthetic is more uh, Could, the the look. And then if it were up to me, I mean, I'm probably going Dwayne the Rock Johnson as as Bob Guerin. <laughs> <laughs> which i i found it very curious well, that you know uh, that there's means. no mention of bob garen in the dallas Braden story like where would you be without him I, t- I tell you what if we could book if we can book the rock as uh, in that role that means that's that's essentially a box office bob it's a guarantee <laughs> it's a hit that's that's the box office bob guarantee that we're, that we're looking for <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that would just be great just the liver king just fucking battling it out like a like in a comic book movie in the clubhouse with the rock. Yeah, yeah. Except for the script's gonna go like this. He's gonna go. All right, now, now hear me out. So I'm barefooted, right? And it's like, whoa, but dude, you gotta come on, come on. No, it's there's a uniform. You gotta put on a uniform. Yeah, that man. The script writes itself. I feel like that's just <laughs> something. Like if you're just a young, ambitious go getter script writer out there, and you're listening to this. Boy, do we have the story for you that is a one-way ticket to rivaling James Cameron uh, and all all the money that he made at the box office. It's the Dallas Braden life story uh, starring Liver King and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just Prince money. Yeah, it's going to be like (laughs) Avatar, Titanic, Dallas Braden. Yep, in that order. Maybe not. Maybe not in that order. I don't know. Yeah, we could be uh, setting bars. Uh, before we get into the weekend headlines, baseball fans, you could be winning every inning with the hottest offers in the game. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered from the top of the first to the bottom of the ninth. All season long right now, new customers can bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can take a shot at bigger payouts with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place your parlay by combining three or more bets from the same game. Every additional leg that uh, you use gets an extra boost up to 100%. Step up to the plate right now with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app, sign up with the promo code JARED. New customers can bet just $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code JARED, J-A-R-E-D. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. 
Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. Opt-in and 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Uh, the Baseball is Dead Parlay comes to you every single Monday. Uh, each member of Baseball is Dead puts out one leg of a four-leg parlay. Uh, I think... I think because Dallas missed and I hit, that makes me the fucking leader in the clubhouse. The most hits on the baseball is dead parlay. I have a one game lead. Uh, And I've got a pretty, I've got a Bob guarantee for my leg this week. So that's a a strong statement. That is a strong, strong statement. I have a Bob guarantee for my leg of the baseball is dead parlay. We are going Jorge Soler. Two plus total bases as he is facing a lefty this evening. Uh, who is going for the Reds? Brandon Williamson. Brandon Williamson is pitching for the Reds. Motherfucker's got a 485 ERA. And Jorge Soler leads Major League Baseball. Number one, numero uno. With a 729 slugging percentage against left-handed pitching. Jorge Soler. By the way, you know what's crazy is the the guy who's second in slugging percentage against lefties, 703. He's slugging 703. He's got an 1115 OPS against left-handed pitching. It's fucking Freddie Freeman. Yeah. That's crazy. Anyways. Um, Joseph, you're like, I'm going to have to go with my fills tonight. Okay. And the reason why I'm going to fills money line is they have one, two, three, four, five, six batters with a career OPS over a thousand against Trevor Williams. Well, not the greatest pitch in the league. He will. Um, so I think the Phillies smoke them. Okay. Phillies money line. Okay. Dallas. Uh, I, um, for no other reason other than I saw Tony LaRusso yesterday, spoke with him. Uh, he is, uh, the founder of ARF, um, which is an animal rescue foundation out in the Bay area. They do great work nationally, uh, potentially globally. I mean, I'm not on the board of ARF, but, uh, anyways, Tony LaRusso, ARF founder. Tony Gonsolin, a.k.a. the cat man who wore an incredible pair of cat cleats a couple years ago, if you remember. Uh, But I'm going to take him for that reason alone and his uh, three and a half line on the punch outs. We're taking the over. That's what we're doing. It's against the San Diego Padres. The split 
for Tony Gonson. It's, it, it, I'm not going to lie when I tell you that it could be better, right? I'm not going to lie when I tell you the numbers tell you that it's been better. But what I'm going to tell you is that animal synergy is what's behind this choice right now. And you can either get on board with that or you cannot. But are, are you going to tell me that you hate cats and that you want to? I mean, that's so that's where I'm coming from. That's the homework okay. there. <clears throat> Justin Havens. I, I don't think it would be controversial at all to say you hate cats. It was stupid. <laughs> yeah. You ever, um, see, you ever seen the internet, buddy? Don't fuck with cats. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Not a cat I'll keep my distance. I need to win desperately, and mm. I don't care what anybody says about this pick. I'm going to go ahead and take it. Uh, the Braves are on the road against the Pirates. I'm taking wow. their money line. Oh, my yeah. God. Don't care. Don't care. My job is to Lose deliver a win. <laughs> Lower the standards. That's exactly right. Lower you the are. standards. Um, are you proud of that? Yeah, my job is to deliver a win for for the grave diggers or the fan base or whatever we call them. But uh, yeah, Strider against Osvaldo Beto. Uh, I like my chances. Braves money line. <laughs> wow. Wow, Jay. Uh, what a limb. Easy out uh, there. What a pick, Jay. What a pick. What? Braves are just laying 4,000. No problem. Speaking of the Braves. Speaking of the Braves, Dallas. <clears throat> we just had a mm. call before this podcast, no? We did have a call. We were on a call. A video we call, were a call. We were on a call together. We were on a call before this podcast where, uh, you know, we're discussing uh, potential playoff plans. Mm. Where are we going to go? Where are we going to be? What do we want to do? Who do we want to see? I know a nice little place to grab dinner, Jared. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, a little place called the uh, <clears throat> Chop House. Oh, 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 oh. oh Dallas. Huh? <laughs> oh, man. Uh-huh. That would be crazy. I would love that. Stop it. That, that would be something. Mm. How do you know they're going to make the playoffs? We don't. <laughs> Okay, let's not jinx it. <laughs> let's not jinx it. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Like, but you know what? I, I just felt like Jay Hay, Jay Hay kind of going out on that limb with his pick of the like I feel like there's momentum building behind him right now. Yeah. And so I just I didn't want to be late to the party, Joe. Yeah. They did just lose a series over the weekend. They did. Ooh. Yeah. Tough. It was a big one, uh, too. Big series, revenge game, Dancy Swanson. Swanson, revenge <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> no. I'm- he beat us. The Dansby oh. Swanson revenge game. The hair mm. apparent came back yeah, home. I guess I guess it's a good time to mention that the weekend storylines are presented by DirecTV, home to the most local MLB games. Uh, Joey, is that your weekend storyline? The fact that Dansby came in and just dropped his nuts on the Atlanta Braves? Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> I can go, I'll go with that. We want to talk about the Cubs-Braves. I mean... You know, the Braves losing a series, like, who gives a shit, really? You know? <laughs> yeah. Good job. But, like, I think Good it's... Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to show respect. The Cubs are a game and a half right now, and I was kind of shitting on them. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't have traded your best players. Like, they're probably not going to make the playoffs. I was saying this. And now it's looking like... I mean, they're tied with the Reds. The Reds are the team that's looking like, you know, the losers of the world. But yeah. the Cubs winning that series was actually a, a, a monster series. Yeah, it was. Monster win. They're looking good right now. That was a measuring stick series for the Cubs because they had won eight straight to get the uh, 
I guess the nod from the front office to be like, hey, we're not going to sell here. We're going to keep Cody Bellinger. We're not going to trade Marcus Stroman, who eventually gets hurt anyway and ends up on the injured list. But Cody Bellinger was really the bigger name uh, saying, hey, we're not we're keeping Cody. He's staying with us. You guys have proven that uh, we're worthy of going on a little bit of a run here. We're not going to break up the band and the Chicago Cubs stay together. There are questions about whether or not the eight game winning streak and the the good vibes were sustainable. And it's a short it's a it's a small sample to this point, but they they have sustained it. They have continued to play good baseball. They go into a series against the Atlanta Braves and they take the series. That's big. That's big because there are other teams where their front office gave them a vote of confidence at the trade deadline and uh, went out and acquired some talent. And they've since not really won any baseball games. So I think that uh, when you look at the Chicago Cubs, they are on an island essentially by themselves in terms of teams that were like, you know what? Everyone's saying we should sell, but God damn it, we're, we're not doing it. Every other team, I feel like, has proven uh, why that they, they, uh, they should have sold instead. Uh, but the Chicago Cubs, we could see them in October. That would be crazy. A nice little playoff run for a for a team that no one believed in coming to the season. Well, the I mean the 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 Cubs winning like that, they continue to add to this storyline in the National League. What I mean, what do you have? Seven teams or so in the National League that are separated in the wild card by like three games. It's it's crowded at the top. <laughs> it's crowded at like, the top. Like I I love that. I love that though. I mean that you know, and that was again all part of the movement. We can talk business and and what that does. Blah blah blah. That's a whole another sidebar. A conversation got, to have, but these the teams are all within all three these games. teams. What's that? You've got the Phillies and Giants are three games up. They're tied at sixty-one and fifty-one. Then you've got the Cubs, who are tied with the Reds uh, in percentage points. Uh, so those the the Cubs and the Reds are tied for that third wild card spot. Then you have the Marlins, who are a half game out. Then you have the D backs, who are a game and a half out. Then you have the Padres who are three games out still at two games under 500, but the Padres are three games out. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams for three yep. spots. All in the mix. That's the it's Cubs, the Cubs, the Cubs have doubled their playoff odds since August. They've gone well, from 24% to 52%. And I mean, I know we all That's remember the, the absolute trouncing that the Cubs were delivering when they were scoring a thousand runs, but they're the only team in that division with a positive run differential as well. Yeah. Plus they, 75. I mean, yeah. They're, they're a game and a half out of first place in the division. Yeah. Yeah. Which like We're talking uh, which, wild card picture here, but the Brewers are within striking distance. Which Jared leads me to uh, t- to my storyline of the weekend. Uh, there was a, there is a would be hopeful postseason team in the Bay Area in California, and uh, they hooked up with a team that unfortunately is not headed to the postseason, and uh, they got in their way. The Oakland A's on Hall of Fame weekend. That's right, legends were inducted into the Oakland A's Hall of Fame. But uh, they also slapped the Giants, took home the Bay Bridge Series trophy en route to a shortened series sweep of the San Francisco Giants, who coming into the series were in a little bit better position as far as that wild card conversation was, as far as that division conversation was going. 
Not so much. I'm not saying it's out of reach by any means. Just shedding light on a Hall of Fame weekend where the young players of the Oakland A's stepped up, played great baseball against a team trying to make some noise in that wild card slash division conversation in the San Francisco Giants. I knew that you'd get the A's involved in this discussion somehow. I mean, it was really more about the Giants, but yeah, the A's were a part of it. You're right. <clears throat> they were there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, hey, your story from the weekend. Can I go back to the Cubs for a second before yeah, we were interrupted with whatever that A's thing was? Um, <laughs> whatever that A's thing was. Well, it was, it, was the, it was the Giants not being able to play good baseball. I don't know why you guys uh, are so hung up on the A's. The I Just quickly, I, I think that the, the Cubs have the fifth highest scoring offense in terms of runs per game is like one of the great surprises, to at least to me, of the season. Like I just didn't think this offense was even, even acknowledging the Cody Bellinger thing. Like I... To me, it's as much about some of these other guys that they got. And I think the front office deserves a lot of credit for because they've gotten kind of dumped on in the post World Series run. And I think they're getting a lot of really good production out of some smart acquisitions like Swanson is obvious. That was their big money free agency acquisition. But he's been more than they could have hoped for, I think, particularly defensively in season one. Bellinger's worked out. Mike Talkman, like got him off the scrap heap and he's been insanely good for them lately and very effective overall on the season 372 on base percentage um the Stroman contract has worked beautifully Justin Steele's development like I think I think Justin Steele's development is kind of what separates the Cubs from some of these other middling teams in terms of do you want to see them in a postseason series because to me they can hit you with a legit one two where some of these other teams uh can't but I just wanted to I think this Cubs team is offensively an a, an incredible story for the 2023 season. Um and I just I just did not see them being able to score a, at a clip that's better than everybody but the Rangers, Braves, Dodgers and Rays. Those are the only teams that are better. Um Dansby Swanson is already a four-win player this year. Yeah. Yeah, he's I mean, got, he's th- got I mean, we're talking uh having a F war that is better than Matt Olson's. He's Matt everything Olson, you wanted him. He's everything you wanted him to be. Bottom glove. Yeah, and everything yeah. but more. But more. Yeah, for sure. You and I don't want to plug him in to play great defense. You, you, you need the bat to be middle of the order type producer. I mean that that is what you go and get a marquee player for to do and, those things. For and sure. I think there and was like a I, lot of questions whether Dansby was going to be able to be that that quote unquote marquee can he be the leader can he be this guy that you got to circle not let beat you type you know or or was he a high-end i'm not going to call him a high-end role player but was he a lower end impact player higher end role player however you want to look at that like like, i I think a lot of people felt like he fit more into that category than they did just straight up bona fide superstar well and the other thing is too and not to relitigate the whole off-season shortstop market thing again but like I think when the Cubs signed Dansby Swanson, as opposed to a Turner, a Bogarts, uh, like a Correa or whoever, like whoever in previous, I think they it was viewed in some corners as this is the cheaper alternative to those legitimate star level players. Right. And I think that is proven to be like obviously incorrect. And there's a real chance because of his defense that Dansby Swanson at this point ages better than any of those guys, let alone. Uh, when you factor in the contract value that he's on. So um, that to me uh, is pretty significant. All right, my storyline. 
I mean, we could we could take the easy path and talk about the Angels, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go one step deeper. And I think when I'm looking at the postseason odds this morning, the one thing that struck me in the NL is how three of the best stories uh, from the majority of the 2023 season in the NL are now eight, nine, and ten in terms of postseason odds to get in, and that's the Marlins, the Reds, and the Diamondbacks. And I think the Reds. The outcome with the Reds was the most interesting over the weekend uh, in terms of series results. But to me, those three are all kind of in this same group. Overachieving teams or che- teams that we thought were winning at maybe a, a slightly earlier or higher pace than we thought they would entering the year. And lo and behold, we're past the trade deadline. And those three teams are, according to the odds, like not looking so great with the Cubs uh, surge well, and and some other stuff, but like they're even behind the Padres right now. Uh, which you can you can say why is that? Why are the Diamondbacks behind the Padres? I don't. It's kind of besides the point. They're now on the outside looking in, according to these numbers, and I just think that's it's not it's not necessarily good or bad, but it's I think it's interesting given how we've spent most of the season talking about these teams. Yeah, I mean it's tough. The Diamondbacks six in a row, Reds six in a row, Mets six in a row. Angels six in a row. Uh, like these are teams that made moves in some ways to you know try to get better. Some other teams maybe not to get better. Maybe they were just well, and, moves, but and specifically to the Reds, I, it, it, it's a it, their struggles recently have been a little on the nose after you know kind of not adding any real pitching of substance at the trade deadline and then you know having their pitching basically implode uh, during this six game losing streak. I don't know. It's it's unfortunate because you'd like to see some of these upstart teams get in the mix, and it's certainly not over for them by any means because of all the things you guys detailed about how close the NL picture is. But um, to to see where they stand after um, how it felt like the momentum of the season and the narrative of the season was playing out was interesting to me. Speaking of uh, interesting things playing out, <clears throat> Jesse Rogers. Had a very interesting uh, conversation with now Yankees reliever, former formerly of the Chicago White Sox, uh, Keenan Middleton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was traded by the Chicago White Sox last week, and he told Jesse Rogers of ESPN that there are no rules in the White Sox clubhouse, and rookies are sleeping during games, players miss meetings and practices, and there are, quote, no consequences for any of this stuff. Uh, apparently, uh, Jesse went on ESPN radio this morning and named names. So I'm hearing this audio for the first time. That too, but, you know, it's the ones you know. Grandal is no friend of the pitchers. Mankata is no hard worker who is there for his team or his teammates. Um, it, it's the guys you know. Aloy is kind of happy-go-lucky, but really isn't isn't um the hard worker at least according to people that i talk to so shipping out those players would be a start right interesting okay i mean that's no that's no shocker at all about moncada like that's part of the reason why you know when he was in the sale trade that everyone was like all right yeah there was all kinds of red flags about him when he was a prospect in the red sox organization uh yasmani grandal that surprises me a little bit about, you know, not being a, a someone that has a good relationship with the pitchers. And then Eloy, I mean, that dude, he's hurt all the time. 
Like he can be happy go lucky, but I'm sure he is probably fucking miserable most of the time because he's just trying to stay healthy. And when he, and when he's not healthy, you're probably just in a really shitty mood. You're probably frustrated with yourself, but not to make excuses for anybody. I, that organization is an, as an unmitigated dumpster fire. Uh, <clears throat> obviously there needs to be some changes there. I don't know that we're in straight up nuke it territory, but it's gotta be close. It's got to be close to a full blown nuke if, the fuck out of this thing and start over. Look, if you ha- if you have if you have multiple people, well, I, uh, apparently it's what it's a former player who's kind of giving Jesse Rogers. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in in assessing it this way, please. But is that a former player uh, giving Jesse Rogers a direction to head and something to go ask, basically? And Jesse Rogers does his digging or does his asking. And comes up with the idea that there are multiple people, multiple opinions about a group of guys. And now you have now you have a list of guys that are not contributing or that you feel are actually being a drain. Right. I I say you got a choice to make in the morning. You can be a faucet or you can be a drain. You could pour out positivity or you could suck out all of the energy. What do you want to do? And if you've got more drains in that room than you do faucets, well, you got to get a plumber in there to fix that. The, the the one thing I'd say as to why it would be a nuket scenario and not just a whatever the lesser alternative would be is because the article <clears throat> goes on to say that in the opinion of Middleton, who is the, is just is the on the record source for Roger's article, obviously, is that this predates the current coaching regime too sure like, that this was something that went on during the like la Russa years or whatever and if you have what are supposed to be core level players that are kind of kind of leading the charge so to speak on this sort of culture or atmosphere um then i just don't know how you fix that without I because I, these are already guys in a lot of cases that we were talking about is it time for them to move on from these guys anyway like it's sure. not like it's not like Luis Robert just got blasted right in the middle no, of like a down ballot MVP season. I'm going to tell you what like, happened. They said Abreu they left. Dylan. This that was right, going Abreu. on while he was here, though. What's, no, I, I, I understand that. But I'm talking when, when there's when there's some sort of accountability or there's some sort of leadership to an extent in the room, then that lack of overall presence can be covered up or masked by by some success, right? By, well, by, and he by also, winning a little bit. But when when a guy like Abreu ends up leaving town and there's nobody there, there's nobody else there to step up and be a leader or hold that position, then that's when you see a house of cards start to crumble. And now the people that you would be looking to to hold the rope and to be a part of that foundation, they're they're just not. They just can't. For whatever reason, whether it's lack of productivity, lack of health, which doesn't give them a voice in the clubhouse because they don't have a voice on the field, wherever you want to start with it. But if you just don't have a dude like Abreu who's man in the post, where I mean, like you would quite literally have to run that dude over multiple times with a heavy vehicle before he's coming out of the lineup and everybody else just kind of falls in line to an extent. Now you don't have that. I mean, you're watching one of the guys who's supposed to you know, be a leader on this team who's having a quite literally one of the worst years you could have as a baseball player and probably life-wise as well things are not going well for a guy like Tim Anderson and and he could he could potentially or should be a leader in that room right 
Well, and uh, from the pitching side specifically, Middleton said that the W, in his opinion, the WBC and the people they lost to that hurt that team because that was, I believe, Lynn and Graveman who were supposedly the, you know, the big dogs in the room, as he as as he put it, uh, in terms of accountability and culture setting from the pitching side, at least. So I, I mean. I don't know. To to me, we were already well, yeah, talking Lynn about gone, is Graveman it time gone? Kelly gone. Yeah, but we were already talking about is it time to blow this team up and I, whether they have the stomach for a full rebuild is kind of its own separate question. But what they should do, to me, I don't understand what the what the alternative is. You've already tried the managerial change that didn't work, so you'd be on your third manager in three years. It, does that sound like a solution path? It doesn't to me. Mm. It just sounds like you need some of those guys in the room to step up and become a little more accountable for themselves so they can be (laughs) so so they can create a culture that that forces people to do the right thing. That's fine. But like of the people that were specifically named, like the only guy that really seems like he has a future on that team was maybe Aloy. Right. Like Grandal Grandal, I believe, is a free agent at the end of the year. He's gone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like they didn't mention Tim Anderson, but we've already assumed Tim Anderson is gone. Yoan uh, Moncada, I think, has just played himself out of being a core member of this team, above and beyond whatever other issues are known to exist there. Like, I just, to me, it's just like all of these guys are probably leaving anyway. Um, it's like, what do you have left after that? And does it matter? All right, we got to take a break and talk about Zin nicotine pouches. We're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one, but Zin nicotine pouches are already there. Zinn has helped millions of people achieve lasting chains, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change, look no further than Zinn. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere anytime so you never have to miss a moment of the game plus every can of zin earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear top of the line tech zin swag even gift cards find your zin at your local convenience store or online at zin.com that's zin z-y-n.com warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical i almost like when i was thinking about uh show topics for the monday episode I was like, well, it, it all stemmed off of how I felt about the Red Sox after they got swept by the Toronto Blue Jays. And there are obviously Torched. a lot of uh, very frustrated and disgruntled Red Sox fans. Smoke. But I ha- at least had some perspective of, man, there are, are multiple fan bases who have it worse. And the White Sox are one of the first teams that come to mind. Um, <clears throat> I'll even give the Mets a nod. Uh, the Angels, like there are plenty of teams where it's, I mean, the, the Royals who are coming to town now. Uh, how would you power rank the top three, I guess, um, most hopeless fan bases? Like if you're a fan of this team, you've got no goddamn hope. I put the Guardians in there. Is that fair to put the Guardians in there, Jay? Hey. I don't think you can put them top three as much as I like to be Mr. Critical or whatever. I, I just top five. Think, I, I think there are too many teams that are on like really dire straits who just don't win any baseball games either. Well, the White Sox are there. The top. Yeah, the I, White I Sox the, are in there to me. The, to me, the White Sox are four 
I think. Really? Um, yeah, I think the top the top three for me is like. I mean, this story right now that if I were a White Sox fan, I'd be like, this is a fucking disaster. Like this is a, a five alarm fire. It's a disaster. Uh, to me, the top three are like locked in. They're just locked in and okay, you can shuffle them in any order. But to me, it's the A's, the, Ro- uh, the Rockies and the Royals in some order. I mean, the Rockies have never won anything and have shown no sign of ever winning anything or sustaining any sort of winning tradition in the, for that team. Like, it's not an expansion team anymore. They've been letting leave for like 30 years. They don't know how to build a winner. They just don't. I, and I legitimately and the, think they just have to quit playing baseball in Colorado. <laughs> okay, so that's how is that not hopeless? If, if we're talking about you have to stop playing baseball where you play baseball, that's like a huge problem. And then you have the A's, which I don't think we, we need to do again. Um, you want to talk about the A's? And, I got some stuff. And, <laughs> and the Royals, who like in terms of like actual talent on the field and like what is your trajectory as a team and like is there any hope and like the only thing that they can hang their hat on that these some of these other teams can't is a reasonably recent World Series victory. But like we're very close to that being 10 years in the rearview mirror. And like at that point, does a World Series 10 years ago really mean anything different than a World Series 20 years ago? Like you're the White supposed, Sox? No. Like I just don't. Because you're supposed to have a class so. that you're eschewing in that is supposed to be able to sort of replenish those vibes. And the White Sox play in Chicago and have Luis Robert. And the Kansas City Royals don't and don't. Well, they have Bobby Wood Jr. Mm-hmm. Pretty good I, player. I, Pretty good player. He's all right. Let's he's not right. forget about Bobby Wood Jr., Jay Hay. So Let's they've got get pieces. That on base percentage above 300 one time. He's doing other things. He's hitting homers. He is, no doubt. He's about as good as you can be with a sub 300 on base percentage. So, so appreciate that. I mean, so going back to the question, though, like, is anybody knocking any one of those three teams off in favor of White Sox or Tigers or whoever? Uh, I don't think you can. That's undisputed in my eyes. I mean, the, the Rockies are... What? Not they're not that far removed from being a playoff team. Dude, I hold on one second. Neither are the they A's. Are, yeah, they are, yeah. Well the, the A's that, all right, all right. Here's no, the no, difference no, between the no, Rockies. Stop, stop. No, 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 no just move no, on. No, no, we can no, just move no. on. There is there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference between the Rockies and the A's. The A's will never spend money. The Rockies are just dumb. They're like, uh, I don't know, Chris Bryant. <laughs> like, like they at least have the ability to spend money. They're just dumb when they do it. The Rockies have two winning seasons in the last 13 years, uh, and they have not won a playoff game, I don't believe, since 2009, and that was one game. So, like, I just, and it's not like this current core is headed for anything. No. They're like, they're nothing. They, they but when, I, when I just, fourth, when I think fourth, about fourth, hopeless, fifth, fifth. but when I think about hopeless, like, you think about the Oakland A's, who... They're never going to spend money. They're number they're one. They're moving that's their fine. team. Like they, they're the worst so, team. So, so if that's if those far, are all, if those things are all true, sucks. That provides. Oh yeah. If they, if, they, <laughs> <laughs> if those things are all true, I believe there to be nothing but hope. What nothing do you I mean? But hope. No, you know what? You know what? what do I think you the mean? A- Hold on, hold well, on. Ju- I what, think do you, what do you mean? What do I mean? I just explained to it out to the other side. Yeah, they're so low. They are so down. It's like, no, when, when, when you are down as far as you can go, there I mean, is Jay, nowhere but up. Successive. But, but you know, I'm just as a saying. major league franchise, I think we're basically there. I don't like, you can't kick franchises out of the league. So it, it just, you could. I mean, 
Well, actually, they did talk about contraction once. Or so look, maybe there's that's, a bit of a pile on effect occurring right now that we need. We probably just stay away from. We <laughs> don't right, need to right, have no. this on a Monday. Uh, what, what I'm what I'm getting at, though, and, and like I said, if if all those things ring true, then I, I I don't see it as a hopeless situation. I see it as nothing but hopeful. So maybe that's just me. Glass half full, guys. Sorry, hand up. Can we get an opinion from someone that isn't a team employee, please? That's I'm I'm not a I'm not a team employee. Mm. Mm. Open up the books. <laughs> you know, we don't have to do that. Listen, uh. They are the definition of hopeless. I, I don't know. If I'm a White Sox fan, um, I understand you have you have Luis Robert. Uh, like, I guess you're, what, three, two years removed? Did they make the playoffs in 21? Yes. Yeah. All right. So you're two years removed from a playoff spot. Um, but I just think that looking forward where you're going, where you're headed, it it's not pretty. And you are no. also an organization, unlike the Rockies, who do not spend money like your most I, lucrative contract ever handed out was to fucking Andrew Benintendi. And then before the Rocky, that was Yasmani Grandal. Like at least the I, Rockies are like, hey, we'll give whatever $300 million to Nolan Arenado. I know it didn't work shit, out. They'll give the eight, Cardinals $50 million to take. Yeah, they gave him $50 million to, to play yeah. for the Cardinals. Like they're they're dumb. There's no doubt that they're dumb. They're not broke. And the White I, Sox I think, broke. The A's broke. I think the year-to-year payroll comparisons for the Rockies and White Sox would be more similar than you think. Uh, I don't know it off the top of my head. Maybe I'll look and circle back by the end of the podcast, but I think they're <laughs> in the same tier of spending. The um, Rockies the Rockies are the Major League Baseball version of that uh, $40 a gram, bro. I got it. <laughs> and it's the fucking preppy kid wearing three different colored Lacoste polos with a collar popped. He's like, yeah, dog, I got it for sure. <laughs> like, no. No, we we're doing this wrong. All right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's too bad. That's too bad. I I tried to <laughs> I tried to enjoy <laughs> I tried to enjoy that White Sox run. Um, unfortunately, we got the we got the rug pulled out from underneath us. Uh, and Tim Anderson, Jesus Christ, my dude, that <laughs> that was. I even tried like. Because when I first saw the video, it wasn't the slow-mo side angle. It was kind of like the angle like in front of TA, but behind Jose Ramirez. And I was like, oh, like I didn't want to. I, I tried to give him the out that he tripped. And then when you see the side slow-mo angle, it's like, oh, no, he got knocked the fuck out. Like he, <laughs> he didn't trip on anything. That was not a situation where he knew where he was at the time of contact. No, that's the definition of getting melted. You got melted. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and, and people want to tell, like, oh, Jose Ramirez was just throwing punches, which is what did what what did you want him to do? There's a, he's got a fucking guy hanging on him. Like, you, you know what I mean? There's it's it's a fracas and he let it fly. And one absolutely <laughs> connected sweet spot. Like I said, there's no way Jose Ramirez should have been punished. When you increase your hard hit rate while on defense, you should mm-hmm. be rewarded for that. That there yeah. should be rewards coming your way. Like you should be celebrated for that. And yeah, I know a lot of people I, are like, bro, we don't need this in the game. We don't stop it. Stop it. Like there's another sport being played to this day that, that they do this. That night, the Jake Paul fight was that night. Well, well I'm not I'm not talking about the Jake Paul fight. I'm talking about hockey, where they just uh, they'll just walk away. This is like the just like the umpire. Who was it? Malachi? Oh, yeah, the umpire was like, oh, oh. Yeah, Ma- Malachi go. was like, yeah, no, okay. Okay, because Tim Anderson, you could see Tim Anderson kind of like, 
push him off, drop the glove, like, and then square up, like, no, we're we're doing this. And umpire was like, <laughs> you're you're right, you are, and I'm gonna be over here for it. So how about that? You 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 do that, <laughs> and, yeah. and they did, and they yeah, absolutely they did. did that. But I mean, I'm there, serious. Like Tim Anderson, be more of it. Yeah, he's got to. He just he's gonna have to. You know, maybe ice pack. He's gonna have to sit the rest of that one out for obvious reasons. But then Jose I, Ramirez, why can't he finish the ball game? I think I think where uh, we run into the problems is that in hockey they're doing it on skates, so you really can't get too much lower half into it. Like when you start getting dudes digging in with spikes and you're fighting each other, and you can make the decision if you're hot enough. I'd be like, I, dude, I can step on your fucking throat with spikes on. Like well, that's see, that's an option. You could do that with skates too. Yeah, Jerry, I those guess. are blades on the feet. Like I mean, oh, there's been rare instances where <laughs> I'm dudes just saying, have been like, you, you know you what? Can, like you can Jugular get more behind. Play. You can get more behind a punch with spikes on than you can with skates on. Jared, have you ever seen a you know what a slap shot is? I mean, these guys are using their lower half. You see the fucking lower half on on some of those hockey players? They look I like guess, centaurs. Like, they're they're like turning their bodies to then use their like push off foot like with the blade. It's like sticking into the ground. Like if you're like, I mean, one could argue there's a larger uh, point of contact on the ground than baseball. If we're coming up out of our back heel and we're rotating on our toe. Where as opposed to a hockey player who's digging in an entire blade length into the ice, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm not saying that it is true. I'm just saying there's leverage. But in hockey the fights, they square up. Like they're not using. But that's just that's what happened with Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez. Tim I, Anderson yeah. and Joe Ram were fucking dancing, bud. Yeah. <laughs> they were. I would love to see more of it. I would love to see more of it. But I also like baseball players. They just don't get that mad. Like that's just not like a part of the game. Like you well, really that's like Jose Ramirez, and 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 just for context on everything that happened, there was a slide uh, from their uh, what the second baseman, the, the rookie for uh, for Cleveland, and Tim Anderson. He hit a double, and Tim Anderson caught the ball, and after uh, what's his name, Ricochet, um, slid into second base. Tim Anderson like knocked his hand off the bag. Like he was clearly on the bag, holding the bag. And then Tim Anderson came in and tagged him, knocked his hand off the bag, and they replayed it and they called him out. Right. So the Guardians are already like, bro, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, you can't, like, that's, that's some shady shit. It sucks that the umpires weren't able to acknowledge it and see it for what it was. Cause even Tito arguing with the umpire at the game about the call made in New York was like, well, can you go ask him? Can you go talk to him? And and the umpire was like, I'm not going to go talk to him. And you can read Tito's lips. Well, I'm going to go talk to him. And the umpire's like, no, you're not. And Tito goes, oh, yes, I am. And the guy fucking runs Tito, and Tito fucking runs him and then just starts walking right out to Malachi Moore to talk to him, to ask him, presumably, like, bro, did you not see, or not Malachi Moore, excuse me, whoever the umpire was during the replay call, uh, to ask him, like, did you not see what happened? Like, what, what the fuck? So there was already an issue being taken with it. And Jose Ramirez had already talked to, as he said, uh, to Tim Anderson about like the tags, right? Like hard tags, tags on the face, stuff like that. So there's some there's some background to this. There's some history to this. And well, it boiled over. It sure did. (laughs) Oh, man, it sure did. I don't know. I, I feel bad for Tim Anderson because this man had a full-blown breakdown on Twitter. 
last night. Did you see like, this? D- no, yeah, no. I don't so, know if it was like, a breakdown. Like I, dude, uh, it was just a motherfucker lot. tweeted like 13 times in 40 and, minutes. And you know what? And you know what happened? And I know why it makes it look like a background because it all those were that was one tweet. He just sent them in smaller tweets. <laughs> I saw someone put it together. If you put them together, it's like a long tweet. That's, but he was, that is literally just, a breakdown. Yeah. No, it's just it's aesthetics. If, it's like this is what I'm, you know. If you can't compose your thoughts into one tweet and they need to be sent in 13 tweets, then that's like <laughs> it's kind of like when you when you get into a fight and then you think about the fight afterwards in the shower, you're like, well, I should have said this. And I yeah. also should have said that. And if and if she came back at me with this, and I was gonna say that, like that's what basically he was doing. Like he sent well, out one tweet and then he was like, you know what? I gotta say this too. And then he sees the replies and he's like, well, now I got to say this. Like, that's basically how he yeah. went. About it's like it. someone's it's like someone's ordering your food for you and you're trying to remind them like no lettuce and 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 no tomato <laughs> and no mayonnaise, too. Yeah. <laughs> but remember, ketchup and Ke- mustard. Make it on the side, though. <laughs> and don't make the ketchup and mustard touch. Do not let them touch. It's like, holy shit. I know. Yeah. I did. So uh, explain this to me because I didn't see. I didn't see this. I didn't. see. Uh, the, it was basically the, just T.A. basically doing 13 tweets that equaled. Uh, I should have said the jerk store called and they're running out of you. Like that's yeah. kind of the, the vibe here. Like it's just this like George is, uh, Costanza. Like it was <laughs> George Costanza. He... All right. I don't know if he deleted any tweets, but this is what's left. You know, all this happening for a reason. One tweet. We, we staying focused with this shit. Send tweet. Been going through this shit for a minute. Send tweet. Keep kicking on me while I'm down. <laughs> Send tweet. A lot of motherfuckers been switching up too. Hashtag fake shit. Send tweet. Y'all got me fucked up for real, for real. Send tweet. Hope you picking up what I'm putting down too. Send tweet. The the picture bigger. Dot dot dot. Send tweet. I want to say that there were more. Mm-hmm. I want to say he he deleted some of those. I, not that they were bad or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh. But I think well, he it said was, he had one. He had one that was like, he got me, you know, Jose got me. Yeah. So I'm there not, were not worried about it. Yeah. There were deleted back. tweets then. But we're going to get him back. Uh, yeah. Something like we'll, they'll see. We'll see them, you know. Like, yeah, they'll hear from us or something like that. See, like, like, lines. like, OK. And, and, and that's where, man, see, like, that's brutal because. If you're squaring up, because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but was it not Tim Anderson who squared up? Was it not uh, Tim Anderson did, yeah. who, who dropped the glove? He was first. squared up. So if uh, if you're the initiator or the instigator, however you want to frame that, however you want to phrase it, if you're the one who started it, you bowed up. You're the one who bowed up, and from there the chips are going to fall where they may. And I just don't, what are you carrying on about after the fact? Yeah, this like, it, it, it is what it is. Tweets, Cause there, there was one That's about, how it happens in hockey, uh, right? You, you get melted and you skate off the ice. You go sit in the naughty box and then you're back out next turn, next shift. The, this was a deleted tweet. Been going through this shit for a minute. Send tweet. That was deleted. Uh, we ain't never tripping. This shit bigger. We gon' catch up with them later. That was deleted. Uh, who the fuck gave losers opinions? That was tw- uh, deleted. So that's like at least three tweets that were not 
there when we just looked. He also he also deleted some old random tweets where he was talking about I'm going to go to sleep, you know, in 2012. Yeah, yeah, he tweeted yeah. I'm going to go to sleep. People start retweeting it. That got deleted. Yeah. Or there was one about, like you can't knock me down or something like that. He deleted that. Yeah. That's just uh see I hate that. Like honestly, I I hate that what sucks is that he would go through or either one of these guys, him or Jose Ramirez would go through something like that and then feel like they immediately have to go back to social media and scour shit and like, I feel ah, that just sucks. That's tough. I, I, I don't like that aspect of the, you know, trying for these players, trying to engage or whatever, but you're going to wear it. He wore it. He did wear it. He wore it. And that's why I think, like, for me, when I see the tweets, people are like, he's he's having a fucking breakdown. This guy's going. I'm like, yeah, no shit, dude. He just got knocked out on TV when he kind of (laughs) started it and is having, like, such a bad year. Was already getting a lot of shit before this. Like, for that to happen, that takes a a, a lot of mental. That's toll, you know? That's what I mean. Nobody nobody having, having, like, like, personal issues, too. Yeah, there was some of that last year. Yeah. Yeah, there was some uh, off the field stuff that was going on with T.A. So, yeah, it sounds That's like a I said, man just that life. Is, uh, life has just been lost. life has just been rough, man. Life has just been rough. And this was one of the last things you needed. <clears throat> Baseball hasn't yeah. been great. I mean, he just hit his first homer. So you feel like, you know, maybe headed in the right direction. Yeah. But Shout out not. to Joe Ram for winning the fight, though. <clears throat> Let's not he about did that. win the fight. <laughs> now, now his agents posted pictures of him wearing fucking boxing gloves on the field. <laughs> oh, he man. really hey, did come hey, out looking like, I mean, Joe Ram is, he just took a big step and, up in his career. Like, this is going to help shout him out, a lot in terms of notoriety and, and like just the legendary status. Yeah, do the Hamilton call. Do the Hamilton call. Yes. Oh, my God. And Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. (laughs) Down goes Anderson. (laughs) Just an all-time call call All-time call. He was ready for that moment, dude. He was. was. He was. was. It was like he knew it was coming. This is this is the best part. What do you think of uh, Jose's left hook? <laughs> right hook. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, it's not. It, it's really. It's not funny. But when I came but, in, I'm listening to Hammy. Yeah. Hard not to chuckle. I mean, yeah. it's. But you know, again, it's not funny. But yeah. hey. But it is. You, you have to see this interview. Boys will you be boys. <laughs> you, have, you have to see Tito's face because the lip smacking goes along, like <laughs> along with the lip smacking is like a facial. Uh, he's just he's 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 like well. <laughs> First now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Anderson, down goes Anderson. <laughs> oh my God, that is oh, oh that's going to the man. hall. That's going to the yeah. hall with Hammy. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yo, that is that is absolutely brutal. That I went back and looked 
and I don't think MLB put it out on social media, which has been, you know, fights has been that that's been the policy for a long time. But that is that's like the first fight that I can recall where it's like, yo, you put that out with the audio call. That's like going, oh, that's going big, big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's the definition of viral. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) I mean, that that's so stupid that the league won't put out fights, but you'll have regional broadcasts that can put them out. Who cares? Um, the short it's answer: two union sh- members against each other. Yeah, the short answer is that it's undoubtedly going to ruffle someone's feathers in some corner of baseball, and so it's just easier not to put them out uh, and mm-hmm. look like you're endorsing fighting or somebody getting their ass kicked or yeah, whatever. I mean, you could understand how Tim Anderson would feel like MLB is taking the side of Jose Ramirez if right. they posted that, right? Like, I mean, and I, Tim I feel and, like that's and, pretty And specific obvious. to that example, yeah. And Tim Anderson is a, a person that has been identified, at least prior to this year, as somebody that the league was like focused on promoting, too. So you come to Tim Anderson the next time you want to do some promotional thing, and he's like, yo, fuck you. Basically, you made me look like an asshole putting that clip out on, you know, for everybody to see from the official league account. I'm not doing anything anymore. I guess, yeah. but you got to just look at yourself and be like, yeah, I started that fight. Like, that's that's kind of on me. <laughs> that's fine. Like, that's the I sort of humility you'd love to see from everybody, but rarely do you get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't sound like uh, Tim Anderson is in a in a mental space where he would be like thinking rationally like that at all. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, he's got a concussion. Do you see him walk off the field? Like, yeah, he was bro- wobbly coming off. Stunt. Oh, so so I got a yeah I got the, I I had a question about that. What do you guys think? Is that is that him? Is that him like trying to gather himself? Is that him trying to get his footing, or is that him trying to like get back in the mix and he's being held back? No. What what is that? No, that's him trying to figure out how to make his legs work again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if, if you saw, but if you watch the whole clip live and like the game footage. He, they 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 carry him into the dugout, but then they start squabbling again. The managers and he came running back out, going for round two, and they had to get him back in there again. I I got a question: Who here's been punched in the face like that? Dallas, probably. I have. <laughs> I never have. Probably oh, deserved. Yeah, been hit. You never been hit in the face like that. I have never been. Nobody has ever landed a clean punch on me, and I have never landed a clean punch on somebody else. Oh, Mr. Fucking Elusive over here. Well, <laughs> Elusive is one way. Elusive from the beginning, not necessarily during yeah. the fight. Yeah. I've definitely yeah, been no, hit in the I've face, hit, but not in the jaw. Yeah, I've been uh, hit in the face. I've, yeah, I've never been. I've like never hit. been. No, knocked, I'm saying like. Knocked out I'm like saying that. Like, no. Like. That, that's what I'm talking yeah, no, about. I'm never, not saying you've gotten. Like, I've never been punched gotten. and then like woke up on the ground. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Jake. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> I got smoked one time. <laughs> you got smoked? Got punched right in the face at a bar in Boston. What? Yeah. For what? I don't remember. Where's this fucker live, Jake? It was a long Some kid sucker punched me and ran out of the bar. What? Yeah. When was this? I was a sophomore in college. So I didn't know you then? Didn't know me. Oh, man. I had a big black eye for like two weeks. <laughs> what the what, hell? What would you say? What was the beef? What did you do? Yeah, I don't know. My friends yeah. would be able to tell the story better. I was not in a 
capacity to say what happened at that point. But <laughs> yeah, did your friends tough. did your friends say that you deserved it? No, they said the kid was being a dick, and then just I was saying some stupid shit, and he just absolutely smoked me without <laughs> me even looking. He's like, you know what? You're the guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he went out that night looking to punch somebody, and you just you were there. Exactly. That sucks. Yeah. That's brutal. Sometimes you just get your number called, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Order up. <laughs> uh, That's man. fucked up. Jake, you were at you were at Fenway this past weekend. How many blue moons did you take down? Uh probably about a hundred. Yeah. I mean it's it was necessary, granted how the Red Sox played baseball. Um it really sucks about the Red Sox and Blue Moon kind of being like, hey, let's let's talk about the playoffs because oh. I don't think that's going to happen. But we will be a part of the baseball is dead brand will be a part of the playoffs. But name redacted, not so much. That'll be nice to have the month off, though. I'm sick and tired of talking about the fucking Red Sox, if we're being honest. I think the plan is like the when the Red Sox season ends, that name redacted will just go on hiatus until the offseason starts. And. I am just so burnt out talking about that franchise. It's it's just not there's no there's nothing good. But Blue Moon's good. And that's why the playoffs are just around the corner. We love those playoff rituals. So it's time to help your team out by sticking to your lucky rituals, like the ritual of enjoying an ice cold Blue Moon while the game is on. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark. <clears throat> First brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado, another place where there'll be no playoffs. Make it your one-of-a-kind baseball or tradition, whether you're at the park or watching from home. Dallas here. Uh, Dallas, where where do you think uh, Blue uh, Moon probably tastes the best? In a ballpark, or I would say like a Blue Moon beer garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think <laughs> if there were some way that we could get to like a Blue Moon beer garden, during Dope. the playoffs and just kind of combine Dope. the whole thing. I can't imagine a blue moon tasting better than in a ballpark during the playoffs. Hey, I did it. I had one in a garden. The Stompers playground. You know what I'm talking about Dallas, the tree house, not a tree. Oh, house. Yeah, they have community a community garden, for sure. A community garden in like center field. And well, it's, it's, it was a dry it's season. Dead. So everything's so, dead. You know. Every plant's dead. You're just no. You, it, you might have been in the hanging garden area where they're drying herbs. Green plant there. That's probably what it was. You just got lost, Joe. You went to secret door. Secret door. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Pretty sure it was the beer garden. Blue moon was great either way. The blue moon was great either way. I'm glad you enjoyed it, Joe. Um, because blue moon is is made to be enjoyed, not just at a ballpark, but really anywhere. Especially if you're home for the playoffs, you can't make it out. With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian style wheat ale is a one of a kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something that is one of a kind? It's bold flavor, bright explosion of color, and iconic orange slice ritual guarantees a one of a kind beer experience perfect for spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful bright color. 
A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Brighten up your baseball traditions with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's a one-of-a-kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket to find Blue Moon delivery options. That is get.bluemoonbeer.com slash rocket. Blue Moon, made by your celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado Ale. I basically have like a Blue Moon-sponsored party at my house on Saturday. Uh, had a bunch of people over to watch SummerSlam, and I had three oh. fridges full of Blue Moons that are now empty. Good for them. Everyone was just going for the Blue Moon. Everyone, everyone's texting me before. Hey, should I bring anything? Hey, do you need anything? And I was like, No, Moon's we got covered. we got Blue Moon for days. We got Blue Moon for days. Don't worry about it. And they showed up, and gone. we don't have Blue Moon for days anymore. It is gone. It is gone. But. I did have a uh, Roman Reigns <laughs> cake. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. I did see that. I, I mean, I didn't you know. Did? Is, is that his logo, I assume? Yeah. Okay. That's his logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, okay. it was an attempt who, at his logo. Who um, did that? You got a yeah, five-year-old had, do that? Uh, there was a friend of mine that went. Oh. It was like it was an old Italian woman who did not speak any English, just only spoke Italian and trying to tell her like hey we need this logo on this cake she didn't and know she Roman obviously <laughs> wasn't very familiar with it at all uh but she did her best she did her best uh i saw one of the replies on the tweet was uh whoever made that cake <laughs> needs a breathalyzer <laughs> um which is just not, this is not fair i mean she's it's not know. a common hey. logo that you come across uh it's not like asking for the red Sox logo and i mean I, I, I feel barrier. like there's not much of a language barrier you when know? it comes to draw this picture like here this just <laughs> <laughs> i think well I, this is gonna be fair. so awkward <laughs> when she listens to this episode uh, yeah she's like god damn it i really <laughs> thought i crushed that <laughs> no it's good i liked it I liked it a lot. When I saw the cake, I well, yeah, was a diehard Roman like, Reigns fan. That? And the guy right. who ordered the cake. Well, that's because you ordered it. <laughs> I, I didn't order it. Oh. It was a surprise. I didn't I order you, it. I, oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, one well, of my friends got it for me as a surprise. Tell. Yeah, but I don't like that part. I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. No, I fucking did. No, you, you just weren't listening. A surprise. I was listening, and yeah. I would. It doesn't matter. I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, well, cool anyways. cake that you got some drunk lady to do. That's cool. uh, <laughs> <laughs> some old street wino up in yeah, some street up in Saugus. Yeah, uh, I feel like I feel like we know what time it is right now. Dude. Hey. Dude. <laughs> dude, come on. Dude. What's up, dude? You know what? I'm gonna, I want to start this off. I'm going to start it off. I want to say. Yeah, you start it. You'd be in the position I'm in if I had a podcast. I'd be calling you right now. Why? I'd be saying, oh, let's. Well, you know what? I'm calling Derek. And then I would call you and I'd be like, hey, the Red Sox, uh, Hey. <laughs> Uh, hey yeah, what's going on I, how is everybody doing yeah everyone's great uh we're we just want to talk about the angels oh yeah let's do it yeah so uh 
the Angels, unlike the Red Sox, made a big move at the trade deadline. Uh, yeah. Ronaldo Lopez, they went out and got Lucas Giolito. They just loaded the fuck up, and they were like, now we go. Um, <laughs> what do you think is going on? They're not going. What's up? Hey, uh, that's baseball, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that's just baseball. It, 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 it seems cool. Like, I, I don't know. Like, there's... <laughs> There's no like, there's no God. Like, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, we just go all in, and maybe it's like a year late of going all in, but like, we're going all in, and like, the injuries start piling up, and it's like, all right, that's fuck that. We're gonna fix it. And in like classic Titanic reference, <laughs> oh, we have a hole. We have a hole on this side. All right, patch this one up. Okay, we got a hole on this one. Patch. Perry's just doing everything he can, and like, I, to lose to like the Mariners, to get swept by the Mariners, mm-hmm. can just not be like. There's no bigger kick in the dick in the world. Well, to give up a game losing home run to a, a Savannah <laughs> banana, that well, you forgot well, about that well, part. Dude. Oh, yeah. Here. Okay, now we're going to talk about Joey's YouTube voice, and he's going to say, like, <laughs> Savannah banana hit a home run seven times against the Angels. Like, Bull, no, I Bull, will. You're right. I'm going to have to make a video about the Angels <laughs> and talk like that and just. You know, because it's very embarrassing. So that's no, a good I, point, I love but. your, I love your, I love your YouTube voice. But yeah, no, that was everything <laughs> I hate about baseball in one like ten second segment. It was like the Mariners, a, a go ahead grand slam, a Mariners rookie, uh, Savannah banana, like everything I hated all in one. <laughs> And you know what the dumbest part is? Like, the last just, week, uh, Jared Kelnick, like a Mariner, I just don't really care. Like, I don't like him, out. whatever. Kicked the fucking Gatorade cooler and, like, broke his foot, right? I, I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, whatever. He kicked the cooler. Dude, the guy who hit a grand slam was the fucking, the guy they called up when they sent him to the IL. Yeah. <laughs> hey, does it, so, like, does it feel like, does it feel like, like, like the baseball gods are and then, like, a week later, against you? fucking Cade Marlowe grand slam. Like, <laughs> The injustices to be an Angels fan is not top of what? It's not it. It's yeah. not happening. Vibes are low. It's lonely at the top, and by the top, I mean the two top best players top of in baseball. Well, like having the two top guys. That's like that's like having the fucking like. And this is a Tyler Wade reference from like two years ago. Tyler Wade had like Alex Girl. It's not easy having like the hottest girl on the planet. Yeah, that's true. And then we have two of them. So it's like that's definitely not easy at all. Um, but I don't know. Like my brain, like it flip flops between like front office and fucking uh, fan. Like it is like ownership going to care? Like they're probably going to go home and be like, hey, we that's made like year, 25 man thousand million dollars this year like what a success and then <laughs> like, the fan base is gonna be like oh we're, we fucking we're 75 and 150 or whatever <laughs> oh man that's tough dude <laughs> i'm here Jared, for i'm basically like in your shoes except uh, plus the show hey otani on my team you're <clears throat> you're in my shoes except you're not coming off like four championships in the last 20 years yeah, yeah, okay. You know, I'm just saying, right. like, it's easier. Yeah. Like, I- I'm basically, you know how, uh, you know those shows where they have, like, the-, the billionaire CEOs dress up as, like, homeless slobs to see how they get treated? That's basically yeah. what I'm doing. Like, I- it's like, 
ah, oh, man, I'm just like you guys. My team sucks. But it's like I, I have yeah. four World Series titles. It's like, yeah, it sucks oh, right no, now. Man. But like, I, it does, does it really fucking matter? <laughs> no, not really. And I'm the it's fucking ice cream of the future, man. That's great. Oh, you know, you, you get it. They stay like cold how I run the different man. They're like, yeah, this a, is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sick, dude. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, you get a bright future in the dip and dots game for sure. No doubt. <laughs> dude, fuck, man. <coughs> hey, man, life life is rough as an Angel fan in the B, bro. It's just it's hard out here. Yeah, I mean, it can't so, be easy. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if you guys, I know you guys all know Angels fans, like, I, and, like, I see you guys being mean to them on Twitter. Uh, Me? Let's, You're well, the only one I know. Well, yeah, they get a little fast with you, though, but then you just fire back, like, 20 times. What did I say? I didn't say anything about the the Angels. Yeah, so you hesitated because you're thinking about it. Well, because I was, I think I, I said something like, uh, what did I say? Uh, oh, I, I said, I... I'm starting to think that maybe it was a mistake to buy. Oh. Yeah. There you, you, go. you, I mean, do you not agree with that? Hey, good call. Billy Dean. Mm. Uh, <laughs> do, do you, do, you don't agree with that sentiment? Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to like confirm or deny that. Like, I don't, I don't okay. know. All right. So I don't know. You, oh, you I, don't I, even I, know. We can all agree. Look, I mean, look, when you sell like the worst farm in baseball, we went from like 28th to 30th. Like, did we really lose anything? Like, we sold off guys who, like, we're probably going to be selling Dippin' Dots in like three years. But also, like, to go from 28th to 30th, like, yeah, like you can because, like, the gap between 30th and 29th may be like a canyon now. Also, it All isn't, right, me, it isn't whether you went from 28th to 30th. It's whether you it's whether you are 30th or like 20th mm. because of what you would have gotten in the trades for the players that you would have sent away in a cell. <laughs> True. Oh, I think Otani. we went from like 28th to like <clears throat> Yeah, 15. Okay, then then isn't that a dumber decision? Yeah. Hey, Jay, that wasn't my call. I'm not <laughs> fucking Angel Stadium making calls over here. But I'm we not asked you, Jared it's asked you whether ball. it was a mistake or not. Just admit it was a mistake, I guess. Yeah, admit it was a mistake. Hey, don't. In, I mean, what do I, I mean, what do I know about baseball? You know, it's I, not I over yet. You guys. I trust all of you. I, it's not over yet. I trust all of you. I know you guys wouldn't lie to me. I know you guys wouldn't pull my chain, sure. pull fasten on me. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> this is honest question. From the heart, trust circle. Jacob, you get it. It's out fine. Are we going to, like, is there any chance we resign Shohei? Yeah, man. And he's just like, is there like, oh, okay, there we go. So like, <laughs> there like, get, like, cause before, like, I wasn't worried about it because I was like, all right, I'm looking forward to the deadline. We're going to buy, we're going to make them happy. And then it's like, all right, we got to the deadline. It's kind of like, all right, this kind of sucks. And then it's like, all right, well, now, like, maybe, like, maybe. Why do you think maybe? Like, what happened that made you think maybe by acquiring you a rental? Can't, like, bro, you can't, like, get into a fucking. Like you're okay. You get in a relationship with someone, and you're like, "Hey, let's buy this house." Like, I'm or else I'm gonna leave you if we don't get this house together. You buy the house, and you're like, "All right, I'm gonna leave you anyway." Like, bro, we fuck, we're cooked. Yeah, I mean, I like, think you have that, misunderstood that's... the relationship between Shohei Otani and Artie Moreno. Also, <clears throat> we've used that. We've used that example before of like the Angels going for it at the trade deadline was like the the relationship is fractured, but you want to have a baby. It's like, oh, we'll just have a baby then. That'll fix everything. Yeah. 
No, yeah. it, that never works. And that's little baby Lucas Giolito. Yeah, that's that's what you that's what the Angels did, and it's not working. You guys haven't won a game. Well, then yeah, that does seem that does seem extremely <laughs> extremely reckless. That'd be like <laughs> Dallas just giving us his credit card and being like, "Go nuts!" But if you guys come back to the fight, then we just like use credit no, card. I, I, I told you this is what like Artie Moreno. This is what I thought was going to happen is that they are going to do whatever they can. And this is Julito, Ronaldo Lopez. That was whatever they could. They're going to do whatever they can to try to show Otani that they can or are willing to try to make a push to win within the realm of their workability. They did that. It isn't working out. And from there. Artie Moreno is going to be able to say, look, I tried. I did what I could. Uh, if we got to move on because we can't re-sign Shohei, so be it. He goes, I sell, because that was wow, the original good. plan. And- All right. Can we at least keep Ipe? I no. would love to keep Ipe. Ipe is a legend. Absolutely not. <laughs> like, come on. Like, he's probably going to cost a Rendon contract on his own. <laughs> Ipe is fabulous. Have you guys been keeping up with, uh, like, his Rendon snarky fucking comments every time he's asked to get interviewed. Didn't he say he's on the dead list? Yeah, bro. Like every so, this reporter like always asks like to speak to him, right? And it's like, like I don't know. I guess I guess you just can't talk to him, or I don't. I don't know what he does. But every time he walks by, like I think one time he hurt his wrist, and the reporter's like, "Hey, how's your wrist?" And like Rendon would reply, "Like I have two. and then just like walk by and like just keep going. And the most recent one was like. Hey, can you talk? And he's like, No, I can't talk. I'm on the dead list. And then just like he's like, I don't have to talk to you. I'm on the dead list. It's been like four or five times now. Like it's insane. It's an insane. Like I, I'm trying to think if like I don't what like this is just leading to like an Albert Pujols CFA. The Dodgers pick him up for seventy two bucks, and then that's just that's just is what it is. Yeah, seventy two dollar pickup for Anthony Rendon. I mean, he seems very checked out. Yeah, he seems very checked out at this point. Like, dude, he's making thirty-eight million, and it's like you got a guy like Mike Mustakis who just came in, Mike Mustakis, and like, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the benefit is of like having Red Zone say the right things, but like, damn, like at least be like, hey, I'm health, I'm trying to get healthy, I'm trying to get better, instead of just some snarky ass comments. Like, I don't know, like I'm starting to, I'm not starting to turn on him, but I'm starting to be like, hey, brother, I can't, wow. you know, can't be a Red rider anymore. That it took you this long is admirable. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm I'm the guy on the Titanic playing the violin. Like, you but kind of are. Like, you're you're still. I mean, you still ride for the Halos. Like, there's no doubt. Anytime that there's some sort of disparaging comment made about the Halos, here comes Max. Like, he's no. he's riding in on his white horse and he's making sure that you retract your statement. No one ever does, but he uh, he tries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm asking nicely. Yeah, yeah you're no doubt. You are taken up for the shield and that is uh it's admirable it's admirable because for as far as uh defending an organization for uh the results and the decision making angels gotta be a top three organization right now for like toughest organization to to defend like i'm trying to tweet my way into the front office like, I'm going to be the first tweeter to be in the in the front off. Like, I'm me and Perry. Like, there's a couple burners that I'm like, yeah, these are baseball execs, like, trying to tweet my shit. Like, I, I, know, I know for a fact. Like, 
Um, but yeah, no, it's very hard. Thank you guys for noticing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I know all of your other teams are doing extremely well, so I know you guys don't have the same problem. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's just... It's basically just Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, I mean, no, you Red Sox are doing good. They're doing fine. That's what I said. I said everyone's team sucks except for Joe's. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's true. But he, I mean, dude, he's fucking owning the baseball world right now. He has the like baseball world by the balls right now. I know. Yeah, you just talked to Manfred. Like you just talked to Manfred. Joey's literally got the number one baseball YouTube, the number one baseball podcast, and the number one baseball team. He's he's got a monopoly. <laughs> You you know what like it's such a big brain move by MLB that they wouldn't do but they should do is like they should put fucking Joey's YouTube voice in like MLB the show like off of, like some side clip shit. That is uh, that's smart. That'd be a smart move. Like, I'm show. thinking like five years ahead right now. Like you get Vasturgeon, he he's got some Angel games. I'll see if I can buzz him down for you. And then like yeah, like when the guy hits a home run, and then like here comes a little side analysis like you could be like the sideline reporter and MLB the show yeah like, no it's like road to the you show you have a good game and then oh there's a tiktok about you baseball doesn't exist made a tiktok <laughs> jared carabas just hit four doubles <laughs> but yeah no but that, by the way that, that uh the dallas brain story was insane. that was so sick it was a great video Appreciate it. so shout out joey for making it shout out dallas for living it yeah that was uh it was very well done. Uh, Max, any final thoughts on the Angels before we let you go? Yeah, yeah. Shout out Taylor Ward. He broke his face. Uh, he got surgery. Uh, not to throw myself in there. I'm getting surgery today. So shout out me as well. Oh, wow. What are you getting surgery on? Uh, I tore my ACL. So I'm on the sixth How the day. fuck do you tear your ACL? What do you do? Yeah, bro. I'm just an athlete. <laughs> Speaking of, Dallas, can I hear your pitch for the baboon ligament? I'm about to go in. I want to see if maybe I can... <laughs> You're you're gonna get met with like chromosome issues. You're gonna get met. It's just it, there's, it's not worth, not it. worth it. Yeah, all you're gonna right, get your balloon right. popped real quick. Uh, Reynaldo Lopez's grandfather passed away, so he's on the bereavement list. Shout out to him. Um, and then yeah, Jared Walsh got DFA like two weeks ago. Shout out to him too. Shout out to Jared Walsh. Uh, I actually wanted to ask you one more thing, sir. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you guys like Tim Salmon or not. Like. He's he's kind of like just a baseball guy. Like in the Angels world, he's like big, but like to other people, he's like whatever. I don't know how you guys feel about Tim Salmon, but hold on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you feel about him, bro. Yeah, he's just ahead. like a guy. Like he's like a guy, right? Yeah, Tim yeah. Salmon's a baller, dude. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, but like in like Angels world, yeah. But like I don't know how you guys. Right? So the, he wore number fifteen with the Angels for like ever, right? Mm-hmm. Bro, they just gave it to Randall Grichuk like nothing. Randall Grichuk got drafted been like, before Mike Trout, so that's kind of like he's kind of okay. But like, the, yeah, but he's, the Angels have been like he's Angels royalty. They've been so bad with numbers, like they're so bad at this like jersey number thing, right? Where like you have Vlad who wears twenty seven, and it's like, oh, he's gone. All right, next year it's like here, Trout twenty seven, no big deal. Who cares? We're not going to need this later. And then I guess what I'm asking is like, do you think Salmon's number should be retired? Like, I mean, I I, I feel like there's a good chance it could be retired. I don't know. I don't know that I've dug deep on the Tim Salmon uh, jersey. Yes, retirement in his discussion. in his uh, in his place in Angels lore. Yes. Yeah, I, I just I think they're just really bad with that. I don't know. I don't know why. Like you got to admit the Vladdy Trout wearing the same number thing is kind of weird. But I mean, it's just you know you guys talk about baseball in a general landscape. I'm going to get a little detailed with the Angels. So just 
something to chew on during the day. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I'll chew on that. Hey, and, uh, we'll have a Tim Salmon discussion next episode. Yeah, this was super fun for me, by the way. Thank you for. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you yeah. at least you at least got to finish no, on dude. a high note. You know. Yeah, six game losing streak ended by a call. I mean, you know that's that's a win for me anyway. So yeah, that's, I'm cool with it. All right. Um, follow Max on Twitter at Max Air Jordan One. And, and Max, there's always hope because the A's have retired uh, 34 for Raleigh Fingers and 34 for Dave Stewart. So there could be two 27s in right. the Big A. Yeah, they could do that. Damn. Just when the like, fuck are they doing 51? That's true. You might be like the Johnny want- Johnny Pesky of the Oakland A's, where they just like you know this guy like he was here, he was a player, but like he just never went away. Like we kind of have to like retire. <laughs> you bought an apartment right outside of left field. They yeah, just, he's just here. Yeah, I feel like that's on yeah. the table. So yeah. All right. All right, Great Max. Talking to you guys. See you later. Sorry, my team uh, keeps sucking. That's all right. No, it's good content. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's a you Um. All right, that was Max. And that was talking Halos. Is important. <laughs> we needed to, we needed it's to be tough. able to to go out there and do that. Uh, if you're trying to get tickets to an Angels game, boy, do we have the app for you guys. It's the Game Time app because buying tickets to your favorite events it shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets for their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have. Uh, there's what probably like what what would you say fifty games left, Dallas? Uh, I believe there are exactly 50, maybe even 49. Wow. 50 games. Let's call it 50 games left. That's 50 chances to see Shohei Otani with the Angels. Uh, you are running out of time. So head on over to the game time app. You want to get Angels tickets. You want to see Shohei with the Halos. This is it. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you are set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Jared, J A R E D, and that'll get you $20 off your first purchase. Again, that is promo code Jared, J A R E D, for $20 off. Terms apply. Uh, download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Well, that's guaranteed. Um, do we have anything we want to say on the Reds losing six straight? Mm-hmm. I just, Jared I'm not trying to, to warn you. Yeah, I'm not, Jared I'm not trying to rub it in. I don't want to rub it in. I don't want to rub it in. But I did say it was very disappointing that the angels did nothing at the trade deadline when their starting pitching was such a glaring issue. And Reds fans told me, well, we had the, Fourth best ERA in the National League in the month of July. So we're all set. Uh, their ERA for the month of August is over 11. It is over 11. So that seems to be the problem, which, by the way, <clears throat> uh, that was the problem before the fourth best ERA in the league in the month of July. It was the starting pitching. It's been an issue. It's always going to be an issue until they address it. And here we are. Here we are. The, the Cincinnati Reds are now uh tied with the Chicago Cubs, correct, for the third wild card spot. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, Greg Ashcroft can't Cubs. do everything. He can't, he can't, he can't do it all on his own, Jerry. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. I guess he now, can't do it all on his own. 
The only real discussion to have here is yes or no. Do the Cincinnati Cincinnati Reds get in at this point? Uh, I'll tell you this much. They got a 21% chance to make the playoffs now. And just how I said that the, uh, the Cubs doubled their playoff odds the Reds in August, which is half. six games. In just six games, they've gone from 46% to 21%. Mm. Six L's in a row. Yeah, they're, they're just straight up are going to need multiple people in that rotation to step up. I think the good news Period. is I believe they're getting Hunter Green backs. Back. Yeah. So yeah. Hunter well, Green and Lodolo, right? At some yeah. point in time, or is Lodolo uh, L- Lodolo is end of the month. Like that's when he's sort of like beginning to be in the picture of returning, I think. So, I mean, and, and this is cliche, but there's a reason. There's a reason cliches exist too, because they're fitting. They will be getting essentially two arms back post deadline by, by via, you know, via health, just the injured list is going to provide two more arms that they are going to need. And sure. They weren't able to sustain the run that they were on earlier. And the division isn't something that they've held on to for any period of time, but just a game and a half out, right? Isn't that what they are? The yeah. um, of the division, mm-hmm. yeah. just a game and a half out, and you get two arms like that to supplement what Ashcraft has been able to do. Sure, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason that the Reds can't win the division. No reason whatsoever, because Jay Hay, they're just one and a half. Let's call it two games out. Could you imagine selling any hopes and dreams? Of winning the division, two games out, just two games out. Like again, that's that's wow. a series. You're within a series of an opportunity. If it were to end after that, I mean, it just that's just me spitballing, just thinking out loud. No, that's fine. I know you're frustrated. That's fine. I mean, when we had that <laughs> okay. meeting before the podcast today, one of the destinations that we threw out there was Cincinnati. Little did we know, there's a twenty percent, there's an eighty percent chance that that's not even an option for us. Mm-hmm. Well, as we can see, these fucking at this point of the year, these odds are just up and down like crazy. Win a couple, lose a couple, you know. So you know the odds are important, but don't get too uh, fixated on them. I can see the Angels having thirty percent odds tomorrow. Oh, is that up or down from where they're at right now? Thirty? That's way up. No, no, they're they're at two point one percent. But to 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 the point about the Reds' odds, like if you dig a little bit on that. Z- uh, Fangraphs has their rest of season win percentage at 464, which is obviously a far cry from the 518 that they've won at this point. And they have them as by far the worst team over the remainder of the season among teams that are in contention in the NL. So if you don't believe that, if you believe that the Reds are actually a 500 team, but is, is that factoring in getting the arms back? Uh, I don't. I don't know exactly how many innings it's projecting for Hunter Green and Nick Nick Lodolo, but I don't. I don't know that we should be projecting Nick Lodolo if we're talking about a beginning of September return. Five earliest, starts of five innings. Earliest, earliest twenty five innings. Yeah, that's the, and that's the max he could possibly deliver them. I think if we're, we're, it's more likely he's delivering like ten to twenty innings uh, than it is like more than twenty five. So I don't know. Like I'm, all I'm saying is is that if you don't think the Reds are substantially worse. Than the Diamondbacks and the Mets and the Marlins, which these numbers do think, then I think there's more optimism to be had about their chances in the Central and the Wild Card. I think we could say this, and I know Jared, you um, 
you're a big Brewers guy. I think mm-hmm. we can all admit, we, wouldn't you guys be a little disappointed? Wouldn't it be a little boring if the Brewers won this division? Yes. I I think ev- like the, everyone wants to see the Reds get in. Um, but I I think the Brewers are are probably the best team in the division, but because of the the stories that the Reds and Cubs carry, I I think people would rather those two teams. You could even make the case that the Cubs are the best team in the division, right? Yeah. Could you make that case right now? Arguable. Yeah. So I don't know. There's that one dude on the baseball is dead Reddit that's a Brewers fan that hates me for uh, pumping up the Brewers in years past, but I don't really talk about them that much anymore. They just they're not as interesting as they used to be. Like I I I just talk about the teams that interest me the most, and the Brewers don't really interest me right now. Well, the reasons why they're good are the the same as in the seasons past, and the reasons why they're bad, or, or, or I'm sorry. The good things about the team are the same from seasons past, and the bad things or below average things about the team are basically the same thing from the seasons past. So there's just nothing new to discuss there. Like it's their starting pitching, it's a formidable back end of the bullpen, and it's a well below average offense. Well, that's why it caught me by surprise, Jay Hay, when Jared was like that that fucking bum Bernie Brewer and <laughs> that fucking that. bum Christian Yelich are no. trying, <clears throat> trying to win my heart back. But no. I just don't. They don't do it for me. They don't excite me. Dallas they don't move the that. needle. There's no storyline there behind them. The I was, craziest and, part. And that's, that's Jared, Dallas, the big storyline guy, making it obvious that he had Milwaukee. other things First that he thing was he focused did was on. Call me. Brewers no longer goes, one of them. $200 million in renovations to this shithole. They need to put in at least $500 million, At least. <laughs> just to, just <laughs> that, to even get what? me back in the door. Just I to get, thoroughly just enjoyed to get my time on the slide. Back in the city of Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, they're gonna have to go 500 million here minimum uh <laughs> then he said some horrible shit about bob Uecker, which i was like what i was like disgusting. that man paved the way for you like they had a, a great guy, exchange with bob a guy that was Mr. more Uecker, known excuse yeah he had no idea what you said about him player like that's you dallas like, there is no. no dallas without bob Uecker. he's a fucking legend he's like i don't give a shit <laughs> he's yeah. like i you want to talk about legends let's talk about db <laughs> celebrated Bob Uecker at the uh, National Bobblehead Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Mr. Uecker holds I, a dear place I, in my I, heart. I actually own a Bob Uecker bobblehead. Do you? I do. No, I don't think you do. Prove it. Show me. I, I It's at my house in Simi Valley. Oh, Camp. it's at your... Yeah, okay. Mm. I go everywhere with mine. So. Mine's at my <laughs> other house, too. <laughs> yeah. It's at yeah. my third house. Yeah. Yeah. Guy has I've got a whole house just of Bob Uecker's. It's just not at the bragging about all the houses that he has. Oh, that's at my <laughs> other house. To my Bob Uecker house. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, to my Bob Uecker house. <laughs> <laughs> that BDI uh, YouTube scratch, cuz. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess like some news and notes to kind of round this thing out. Um, Rodon. Woo. Nice season. Have a year, buddy. <laughs> Have a Jesus. fucking year, Carlos Rodon. Thanks for coming. You, you uh, got some angst with Carlos Rodon. Like, I believe there is a beef. There is a legitimate no beef. I don't know. I don't know beef. the guy. But but you, there 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 is an issue. You have an issue. There's no and issue. I want to use I want to use this space right now. Okay. as a safe space for you. Sure. To get whatever it is that you are holding against Carlos Rodon off of your chest right now. I, whether okay. it's personal, whether it it's is. just affiliation, Here it is. whatever it is. Here it is. Uh, I remember this past offseason, 
the Padres were one team that had a parade for their offseason. The Yankees were another because they signed Carlos Rodon. And they were like, oh, yeah, we just we just put together the best rotation. Like we're guaranteeing Nestor is going to be able to create his success and duplicate his success next year. Garrett Cole, he's going to be in the Scion conversation. Maybe he wins his first. Uh, but then Rodon was supposed to be a part of that. Sevy. Sevy's gonna be back this year. He's the worst player. He's the worst pitcher. So it's on just a Yankees Earth. thing. It's just a Yankees thing. Yeah, like it's it's really <laughs> just the it's the act of the headlines. This is gonna be the best rotation we've ever seen, and it's been fucking horrendous outside of Garrett Cole. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it's just a good there. There, and it's not just a Red Sox thing. I'm sure that there are plenty of fan bases that are feeling quite good about their decision to not sign For Carlos sure. Rodon. I I just got to say on the Rodon thing, you know, sometimes we lament the guys who like they're on the verge of getting paid and like they get hurt and like they never see that big payday or maybe like, you know, they peak way too late and they never hit free agency at an age where like you're really going to truly cash in. Props to Carlos Rodon. Was got it. He- was healthy for the blink of an eye and got 160 whatever million dollars and I this is not me hating. I don't care. I'm I, in fact, I'd rather he had the money than somebody else who did the ownership had the money. But like he put together back to back seasons and one of those had 120 innings as part of it. And like, bam, got paid. And now is like has basically resumed the career, uh, career trajectory that existed prior to tw- uh, 2021. It's just crazy. Good for him. Uh, I think. <laughs> and. This is about Rodon, but I think the Yankees, like, you know how everyone always says, you know, everyone gets hurt. The Yankees, their training staff is like, you know, and that's like kind of a joke because everyone in the Yankees gets hurt. And it's like to blame the training staff because the players get hurt. I think it's time to really think it like they are like the dumbest people in the world. With Didn't they the, replace those people, though? I don't know. I don't care. Well, we <laughs> never even shit. talked about the Rizzo stuff. Dude, out of that's what I'm saying. The Rizzo two shit. months. That's yeah, two know. months. What about her? Uh, Erman just getting hammered and being like, yeah, go to sauna. Yeah, you can die from that. <laughs> Hit the sauna. Like, whose medical decision is that? Sweat it out, dog. That's I don't know, always maybe. been one of my answers to that. I, I don't know. Am I you can a- sweat like the hangover the next morning. Hit the sauna. <laughs> but when you're actively shit-faced and you hit the sauna, like it just yeah. puts extra stress on your heart. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, hit the sauna. Hit the sauna, geek. <laughs> you like you can't do that we i mean did they tell him to take water with him because you know i don't know don't know but uh yeah there there that could have gone horribly wrong because there was one individual in that yankee clubhouse that was ready to throw hands with domingo uh and he would not have had a shot in that particular fight so who that individual or domingo domingo would not have had a chance in in this altercation though against you Judgey, mm. no, Judge's big guy. Stan, Stan's huge. Stan's a big guy. Uh-oh. Um, but yeah, both also Stan. injured. So I don't know if that you know, that might hurt them in the fight as well because they're both hurt. And Stan can't run. He's walking home. <laughs> he is walking. And home. I don't know. Has Judge gotten a hit since the toe? Yeah, yeah. Homer. Yeah, homer. one homer. But other than that, I'm pretty sure the numbers are yeah. looking little. He's he's battling with four toes, man. <laughs> well, nine technically. Nine 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 toes, but I think that you know the, the big toe his... counts as 
big toe counts as two toes. I haven't been to his OnlyFans page. What are you talking about? No, it doesn't. Well, think about the pinkies. Why? Because it's so big? Then he had a a three-hit game in there. He's hitting 185 with a 685 OPS since coming back. He's five for 27 with one home run. He's walked nine times and struck out eight times. And very limited backside to generate power with because he's got one fucking... He's got no big toe. Yeah. But yeah, 185. He's hitting 185 with a 389 on base percentage. <laughs> so, I mean, the OBP is still looking pretty good. Don't throw me no strikes. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Uh, 36 plate appearances, nine walks. I think he walked with the bases loaded yesterday, right? That was to either tie the game or make it a one-run game yesterday against Houston. So, he's yeah. there. He's a presence. So. But the know. Yankees are not. It just keeps getting worse and worse for them. I mean, they what are they? They split that series. Was that a four gamer with Houston? I think I they know. split it. Well, they did overtake the Red Sox. But I'm just talking about like the the narratives around it. You get Boone on freaking, you know, he's like getting mad on podcasts right. yeah, all the time. They don't sell anybody. Then uh Jermaine Erman has Jermaine. a breakdown. <laughs> I keep calling him German. Okay, Erman. Is off the team, going to the Sonic, is trying to fight people. Then that next day, Stanton's walking home, and because that's what probably the team told him to do, right? Is that what happened there? Medically, me- it was, is that more medical like, no, advice that's, like, in, that's impacting the game, Joe? I that has to be it. I don't think he was just you know like a lazy player who was just like not jogging. I'm pretty sure he's probably been told, dude, run forty percent. Because if you're not in the lineup, we're have we have to hit. I don't know. There's like two players you even know on the Yankees anymore. Who you Anthony know on the Volpe. Yankees? Billy McKinney. Billy, yeah, yeah, hey, Billy, Billy. You put Billy. <laughs> Tommy Billy the kid in there. Yeah, I mean, Billy he, the kid. <laughs> he could DH. Josh Donaldson. Yeah. So you don't I'm know Billy bit. McKinney, dude. Donaldson is not allowed to play. Apparently, so, that's so Joe, Jared are you are you are, are you like trying to blow the cover off the the New York Yankees medical staff holding this franchise back? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm blowing the cover off, but it's, it's like it's, this week has really made like that's always something everyone said. And I'm always it sounds like, like you feel like the medical know, staff is not the hell, like uh, uh, pressing all these like, buttons right here. The the Rizzo you, the judge, the I mean. The the Stanton no running like the like the Rodon again your words not mine I'm just I'm asking if these are if this is the route you're going I think it's I think it's becoming a serious issue like a serious topic like where you can really say that like that they have something to do with it There's a big chance I mean last week who do you so blame the medical staff flying under ownership. the radar feeling like they can't fire all it of could these, be these maybe freaking they can, doctors would they would they do that mid season so I feel like Wow, Joe. First, it's a mascot cocaine. If I'm if I'm the Yankees, I'm checking degrees. <laughs> I don't know. I might have to go on LinkedIn check these guys. You know the, what, what they got? Is it, what school are they from? What what are they? What do they do? What kind of pills are they giving these players? Okay, I think there's potential that the Yankees medical staff was sent by Rob Manfred to create more parity within the league. 
They're like these guys are in it too much. Really? That's gonna How be many losing seasons? They've had like what one losing season since like 1990 or some shit like that. Shit. Their last losing, yeah, it's zero, isn't it's it? It's been a while. Their last losing season was 92. 20 92. plus two decades of winning baseball in the Big Apple. See? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your boy, Jay Hay, Yuri Perez, mm. he's back, back tonight. Let's do it. He's on the mound. How do you feel? I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, ex- I'm mostly excited for him that he gets to continue his career blossoming as an ace for the Marlins, not toiling away in the minor leagues uh, because they wanted to watch his innings or whatever is going on. No, I mean, I'm seriously excited. He's, I think he's electric and good to have him back. And I mean, Joe, quips aside, the Marlins need him. They need him to show up and they need him to pitch effectively down the stretch because um, their path has gotten a little bit more narrow than maybe the last time that he was on the roster. I mean, they're a half game out, right? I feel like the Marlins are the unsung team of the entire year. Like they've been in the playoff picture the entire time. They've either been in a playoff spot or just outside of a playoff spot, and they still get little to no play from a national well, perspective. Yeah, but I, that's true, undoubtedly. But I think their situation currently is more precarious than it has been in months. In yeah, terms of- I, everyone is everyone is kind of just waiting for them to fall off. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that's totally surprising. I mean, for the Marlins to generate national coverage, they would have to have someone like Shohei Otani, basically, or Ellie De La Cruz. That's basically, I mean, that's just the, the sphere that the Marlins operate in, basically the, by their own design. Or the guy in the cover of MLB The Show who hasn't played like more than three games this year. You know, I think that is a lot. Of, that's a big problem. Doesn't help. Good point, Joe. But it's amazing how they're still here with that, without Jazz Chisholm and with Al Contra basically being like pretty average, pretty average pitcher, still be in the playoffs right now. It should be a kind of a bigger story than it is. I would agree. They should be a bigger story. And I think maybe like Yuri Perez is the is the Ellie De La Cruz, right? Like maybe he comes yeah. back and if he sticks and he continues to pitch how he did before he got sent down to limit his innings, maybe that's the guy. Yeah, it's to just kind of garner like, some attention. For De La Cruz, he can he can give you something every day, right? And yeah, uh, I think, I mean, in terms of prospect like pedigree, there's no question that Yuri Perez is on the same level as Ellie De La Cruz. I mean, that's not me talking; that's every prospect evaluator or list talking. But you know, Ellie De La Cruz has things that translate to video and social media in a way that arguably even the most electric pitcher in the game is not going to translate. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. I think hitting is just a little bit different that way, but uh, I don't know. I feel like the Marlins got the attention that they deserved alongside Luis Arias during his kind of run at 400 at the beginning of the season. Like I just, I don't think it's a great injustice that a team three games over 500 is not generating a huge number of headlines. Yeah, he's still having a great season. I'm not saying he sucks now. I'm just saying like the the 400 pursuit is over. Like we're all that's that's done now. Um, so he's still going to end up with a great season, even if he hits 355 or 360. What's that? We basically do know that it's over. Actually, <laughs> he has virtually no chance whatsoever of hitting 400. Yeah, he'd probably have to hit like 500 
from here on out? Not impossible. Wait, uh, what? What? So Jazz Chisholm played and then left with a hamstring injury? Yeah, new injury. Yeah. This weekend. Yep. Uh Josh Young fractured his thumb. What's that gonna be? Six to eight weeks looking like. So I mean I, yeah, we had the uh conversation about rookie of the year, I think last pod or a couple pods ago, and how that wasn't a done deal. It seemed like it was a done deal uh at the end of May, June, call it. But now this certainly opens up the race to other candidates in the American League, like a Gunnar right. Henderson. I mean, I I think Young's chances at the award are are more or less extinguished. Like I I think by virtue, I mean Gunnar Henderson had already arguably passed Young in the Rookie of the Year voting, let alone Yoshida or somebody like that who's going to have the rest of the season or these six weeks that he's out to accumulate stats. I think to me the question is now is like what sort of impact does this have on the Rangers' offense yeah. and uh you know kind of the the AOS race that we've arms race that we've been detailing, but. Yeah, I think it's now it's more of a Rangers thing, I think, because he's been a really valuable part of that, of the, arguably the best offense in the league or at least the AL. Yeah, especially since like the the Rangers have been a team that have destroyed right handed pitching and where they've. I guess uh, done the most damage against lefties, it's been young, like he's been the guy that's Great call. that's kind of led the way against the left handed pitching where they picked up the slack for the rest of the lineup. Uh, so they're going to miss him for six to eight. And then finally, Joe Musgrove has been shut down right shoulder for Joe Musgrove. And this one hurts because the Padres are on the up and up, so to speak. Uh, I know they have that series against the Dodgers over the weekend. But in terms of their second half resurgence and uh, trying to find a way back into the postseason picture, which they have, uh, at least like the path to the wild card has become a little bit more realistic, a little bit more attainable. Uh, they are three games out of a wild card spot, but they're they're shooting for that third wild card spot that currently two teams hold. Plus, you have the Marlins and D-backs ahead of them as well. So you're you've got to leapfrog four teams despite being just three games back. So that's that's a big blow for them when they're trying to play their best ball and they still have quite the hurdle to overcome. Also sucks because he was pitching really, really well. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Snell's been the frontline guy, but like just to just to reiterate, since late May, the two of them combined have allowed 24 earned runs in 152 and a third innings. That's a 1.42 ERA. So this is as good as a frontline one-two punch pitches in Major League Baseball over a multi-month period. And it's just kind of a shame to see Musgrove get sidelined, even if like now the question is, can they can they stay in the picture long enough for his return to be viable? Because um, obviously they won't want to rush him back. Um, so we'll see. But sucks. Did you did you take anything out of that Dodgers Padres series over the weekend? I mean, like uh, the Padres end up losing two out of three, but the, every game was just haymakers. Like there was no close contested contest. It was just we're gonna fucking beat your ass and we're gonna just trade blows here. I don't have the numbers to back this up. I feel like that series head to head since the Padres become became relevant has featured a lot of those type of games or series yeah. that felt that way, right? Where it's like, mm -hmm. yes, when you add up all of the runs scored and allowed, like this felt like a tight series, but 
two or three of the games were complete blowouts or one team hit six home runs in the game. I don't know. That's just intuitively what this series feels like on a year to year basis. But um, I guess the only thing I took, if I took anything, is that the Dodgers are still better. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the only series that Padres have won since Padres got good again was the playoff series, or at least since last year. Yeah. And that carried on. However, it was it was nice to see Joe Kelly back in the Dodgers uniform starting shit with the Padres. <laughs> that was nice to see. It's gonna, you know, I need more of that. Uh, some people didn't like that. But I mean, if you've if you've been tuned in to Padres Dodgers since 2020, if this is a TV show that you've been watching and we're now on season four of the series, like they just reintroduced the crazy character that's always dumping gasoline on everything and shooting at random things like they just brought that guy back. So it paid immediate dividends when he came up and in on Fernando Tatis Jr. twice, almost clipped him right in the chin like Tim Anderson. And after punching him out on a hundred mile an hour two seamer that just zips back into the zone, uh, Tatis takes it for strike three and, and Joe Kelly's just walking around the mound like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> he's crazy. Like, he's actually crazy. The dude is tapped. I just, uh, I, I we, just, I, I don't understand why you would not, if I said this with Stanton, when that shit happened, when fires drilled him in the face and he changed his stance. Chin guard. Why would you not, if you're a pitcher, expose that mental hurdle? Here it comes up and in. Here's sliders down and away. Until you can get over the hump, I'm going to take my shots. You you think Joe Kelly was aiming up and in? Oh no no no! I, I I'm just saying, like the the purpose that it serves to pitch up and in and then do what he did down and away. That's why you do that. And if you Miss up and in by mistake. That's a miss that you can work off of. I, I got to circle back to this head to head thing since 2020 because mm -hmm. it's uh, all due respect to the Padres winning that one postseason series. This really isn't much of a rivalry. Um, 43 and 21, the Dodgers are against the Padres, including the postseason since 2020. And if you look at since the start, of a late August series in 2021, the Dodgers have won 31 of the last 41 meetings. Um, so this is like, <laughs> this is more aspirational as a rivalry than I think we would like to admit right now. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. The we rivalry has existed well, mostly in the atmosphere. You've squared yes. up against the yes. bully and you, you got a good punch off. Ultimately, you left with the fat lip and the bloody nose and maybe a little shiner of a black eye, but you feel good about the one punch that you did land. And so it's like, all right, you know what? When we grow up and after this summer and we come back and next year, you know what? You some bitch, I'm going to be a little bigger. And that punch that I landed, I'm not, there might be two coming behind it. And you just never know. That's what they want. They want it to be the rivalry when it grows up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, at the end of the day, it, it all, all that matters is how you perform in the postseason, and the Padres won when it mattered the most, which uh, shocked a lot of people. But that's uh, that's October baseball, so we'll see what happens if San Diego ac actually gets there, if they uh, can overcome this Joe Musgrove injury. But uh, Dallas, any final thoughts? 
Uh, yeah, shout out to Nikki Knox. That's right, oh Nick Allen. God. You thought I wouldn't? I did. <laughs> First yeah, multi-homer game of his career. <laughs> Nikki Knox. You know him as Nikki Pickett. Also, Nikki Knox. <laughs> Get your customizable jersey. Who is this person? Yep, you know him. Short stop. You know him. Yeah, don't act like you don't know him, dude. Don't act like you don't know him. Those are my yeah. those are my final thoughts. Yeah, but the reason uh, that it's great, Jay, no, is so because good. I was in the middle of talking about how I said, "Now look," because it was it's Nick Allen's first homer of the year. It might be his second homer of the year. I think it's just, uh, but he he hit the first one of the game, and I said, as he's coming up for his second at bat, I said, "Look, and Nick Allen is not a guy who's going to fancy himself." a 20 to 30 a year homer guy now because he ran into one, right? That's not how it goes. The pitch, wham, homer. <laughs> and I was like, so as I was saying, Nick Allen's probably a guy that you can expect 20 to 30 from year in and year out. He's a guy who knows that the adjustment, like it was just, couldn't have been better timing for Nick Allen just to basically tell me to shut the fuck up. No, good for him. Three home runs on the season is the official count. Yep. <laughs> Two and one uh, game, Jay. First time that's happened in a in a no, young that's player's not, career. Yeah, yeah. No, you would have to think so since he has seven career home runs. Yep. Yep. That could have been a uh, Yeah, okay. Yep. Nicky uh, Jay Hay. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, your, your uh, final thoughts are final, Dallas. Um, yeah, yeah. You're also what do you got on final uh, I have a real final thought here. Uh, yeah, please. No, no. Shout out to Cole Hamels, who uh officially hung up the spikes. I know it had seemed like we'd been missing him for a few years now, but uh, I believe he was toiling in the Padres minor league system, uh, signed midseason or earlier on, but has uh, officially hung up the spikes over the weekend. Um, about as good of a career uh, as you can post as a pitcher and probably not be in the Hall of Fame conversation, uh, but that doesn't mean that we can't give him some love. 3.43 ERA in just under 2,700 career innings, four-time All-Star. And of course, the NLCS World Series MVP combo with the 2008 World Series ring uh, for the Phillies um, from 2007 to 16, a 10 season span. His average year was 208 innings with a 3.26 ERA. Um, and he is sixth uh, among active pitchers or prior to his retirement among active pitchers in wins and fifth in career B-War behind only the big four, obviously, of Verlander, Kershaw, Scherzer, and Greinke. Um, So shout out to Amels. I mean, the one Phillies team that actually broke through and won the World Series might not have been the best of the bunch. In fact, it definitely wasn't the best of that run. Um, But he was the ace on that team, and and that was the team that won it. So obviously a hero forever in Philadelphia and a great career. Thank you for mentioning that. I I enjoyed watching Cole Hamels pitch, but at the end of the day, uh, it's it's one of those it's one of those retirements that I, I remember when Andrew Jones retired and it came across the the uh, bottom line. And I was like, Andrew Jones is still playing fucking baseball. Like I had completely forgot about Cole Hamels. Like I, if you had told no, me it's... Cole Hamels retired four years ago, I'd been like, yeah, that sounds about right. Well, that's so totally like, fair because his last experience was three and a third innings pitched with the 2020 Braves. Um, okay. So. He has met this is his third season of not pitching at the MLB level. So totally fair for you to feel that way. And quite honestly, we're looking at 2018 um, as the last time he was like kind of okay. at that ace or sub ace level uh, at the end of his run with the Rangers. So 
Yeah, um, he did he drill. Real, he did drill Bryce Harper. No doubt, no, just a little welcome World to the Series show. MVP. The- yeah, he did. He did do that. He did do that. Um, Joseph, you got any final thoughts today? That was my final thought, and I was going to add this since. 2019, last time he got a major league win, 2019. Since then, 2020, 21, 2022, he made $21 million the last three years. So That's not bad. Good for him. That is a lot. And also, (laughs) that's crazy to not pitch and still make that much. Pretty freaking good. Anyway, also, circling back for last week's final thought, Charlie Culberson has been picked back up. To the Bravos. So welcome back. You got another chance. He's back. And he's going to make the most of it. Yep. And I guarantee you he comes up big at least once this season. He will get a walk-off before it's over. This is what he does. Chucky walk-off. Yep. Uh, Jake Stakes? Uh, Dallas stole my final thought. I was going to shout out Nicky Knox, too. Yeah. (laughs) See? That's just pod partner collab right there. That's just synergy. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back on um, oh, Wednesday. No. Before we get out of here. We're in the heat of the summer, and you need a pair of great shades that you don't have to baby. Knockaround sunglasses is the go-to for quality polarized shades that won't break the bank. Plus, they just released the first set of official MLB collection, including Red Sox and Yankees, as well as the official U.S. women's soccer team sunglasses. So you can add a little extra something to your game day outfit for this summer's big games. Don't be the person that's squinting into the sun or worried about getting sand on their overpriced sunglasses. Check out knockaround.com for great looking polarized shades starting at just 28 bucks and use the promo code rocket for free shipping on your order. By the way, uh, Jake and I. Uh, we're going to be doing radio together in Boston on Wednesday. So that will give me the opportunity to give Jake his pair of knockaround sunglasses. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you want the Red Sox, Jake? Yeah, I'll take the Sox ones. Okay, I'll give you the Sox. Um, yeah, so I'll see Jake in person on on Wednesday to give him his uh, his knockaround sunglasses. I also have a pair of knockaround sunglasses as well. Um, so that'll be great. Looking forward to that. And we'll be back. After a brief day off on Tuesday, we will be back on Wednesday with more Baseball is Dead. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And we will see you on Wednesday. We go. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.